Hold on. My son just texted me. He said, Dad, he's working at the store right now. Um, do you know what pitch the RC8 3.2E has? Yeah, it's mod one, right? Standard, like normal pitch. You going to charge Emerson a super chat price for that? <laughs> I should. I mean, he's getting paid now. So, I mean, you know. Margie put me down for 250 Hey guys, this is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex, located in Omaha, Nebraska. The original Hobbyplex, as a matter of fact. With me as always, Will Brinton. And uh, we're here to talk about, this week, kind of just everything Hobbyplex. There's not really much else to talk about, is there? Nope. <laughs> not really a whole lot. I have a what's new item. What's new? Ooh, what's new? This car stand. Oh, you got one of those J-Concepts metal car, car stands. Yeah, they're pretty cool. And it's got it's got holes for building shocks. Yeah, I think you can even put a diff in there. Got it in my tire order today. And then uh, see if there's something else that I got. Oh, the new formulated glue. So they have the, they have a new formula for their glue. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be gluing tires with it right nice. now. <laughs> so so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I got a I got a what's new item here actually. Uh, because we're ch- we're testing out uh, the studio, so we might be doing some unboxings and some exclusive stuff that I get to get that I get beforehand, so I can make a video out of it. And uh, we're actually thinking about doing them from this studio, just the exclusive stuff. So like like if I decide, hey, this new Traxxas car has come in, I want to do an unboxing on it. I'll still probably do it in our store where I normally do them. But for some of these exclusive items, I'm actually thinking about doing it here. And uh, since it's not a secret anymore. I have this little guy. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It's uh, it's the new Axial Jeep Gladiator SCX24. And uh, it's got an interior. And there's a dude in there with a cowboy hat on. And it comes in beige and blue. And I actually got both of them. Gotta have a cowboy hat. Yep. It's got lights. And the axles are the same. The wheelbase is quite a bit longer. So the links in the back are, uh, are quite a bit longer than your... Let's see if I can get that in there. So I will be doing a full review on this uh, shortly. And then we've got our crawler course at the store that I get to go take some video on. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then I've got my my personal deadbolt that I've already spent a stupid amount of money on for a mini crawler. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've got another Jeep. And now I'm going to have two of these, one for Emerson, one for me. The mini crawlers are pretty cool, though. Pretty like fun. I was driving yours around on Friday. Yeah, they're pretty fun. And it's fun to it's fun that our course is pretty intricate without taking up a whole lot of room. Yeah, I actually like that a lot better than the old course, the ten scale course. Mm-hmm. Although I will say that ten scale course video I did in 2019 just keeps on trucking. I have now like seventy eight thousand views on it. Wow, that's seventy eight thousand theoretical dollars. Yeah, I get like two thousand views a month on that thing, and it's just a little nine minute video of me um, going over a new section of, of the old. Uh, indoor course so but uh yeah that's pretty exciting and it's it's got the new radio so the the v2 controller which i actually like i you know it's it's uh it's not near as chintzy feeling as the old ones you know you pay 120 dollars for an rc car you're almost expect to get kind of a chintzy feeling radio but this is definitely not not it so yeah who owns axial now horizon hobby does that come with Spectrum? Well, no. It's just 2.4. But yeah, it's, it's 2.4, but it's not officially Spectrum. 
Uh, remember they used to have those bind and drive cars where you could bind them to your spectrum radio, but they 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 came out came without a radio. Yeah, remember that? They used to have the uh, bind and fly like little micro airplanes and helicopters, and then they had the yeah bind and drive. Well, they uh, still twenty fourth scale cars. Well, they still do bind and fly, but they they've kind of gotten away from the whole bind and drive thing. They either come as a as a roller or or ready to run now. Yeah, so it'd be neat if they had that with spectrum technology. That is pretty interesting, though, because yeah, we, I, Emerson, and I tried to link our DX3 to, uh, to this, and it didn't, didn't work. So, yeah, but oh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm gonna, I'm excited to uh, get this thing charged up and go give it a try. And then, like I said, we're probably gonna do videos, uh, um, exclude the exclusive. Uh, what, what is that called? Influencer. We're gonna do the influencer videos here. Social media influencing yeah, videos. Social, yeah. We're gonna do those here. So. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing my Hobbytown shirt, see? Oh, yeah, you gotta have that. It says Hobbytown, not Hobbytown or Hobbyplex. Doesn't, yeah. Gotta, gotta maintain the uh, the appearance, you know? The original. The original. Hobbyplex. I want to get, I want to get a button-up shirt for me in the store that, that, with a collar. I've always wanted that, like a black button-up collar, nice cool collar looking thing with, with Hobbyplex. Hobbytown Hobbyplex right here. And yeah. then underneath of it, the original. <laughs> That'd be cool. Often imitated, never duplicated. Yeah. Uh, ben Huffstetler, uh, one of our Patreon members. Oh, hey, Ben. He just uh, posted killing the dirt track right now at the Hobbyplex. I'm uh, I'm actually going there tonight. So you know how last week I, I changed part of the track? Yeah. And uh, we raced it on Friday. Well, I'm changing another part of the track tonight for the Techno Series. I was getting this, some messages to see like what changed on the track, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, part of it." We have a bigger jump, put it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to clean up the landing a little bit more. I think I'm gonna make the landing because right now it's like a tabletop landing with into a regular jump landing. I think I'm gonna cut into that and just make it a a longer landing the whole way, mm-hmm. less crashing that way. I think. I only had one mistake on it in qualifying last Friday. Yeah. I had to check up on it and roll the whole thing. But that was it. The main I was tripling it. Yeah, the, the main you destroyed everybody. We'll get to that here in a minute. Um you know how I was saying how my servo was broke? Yeah. And so I bought a hundred and fifty dollar servo to replace it. What? Alex spent money on a toy car? <laughs> my servo wasn't broke. What was it, bro? I stripped the horn. Oh. <laughs> so now I have an extra servo. So it would have been funny if you were like trying to get like a warranted servo from someone and uh, you were like complaining about it and then found out that it was just the horn. And then, then the people at the servo company were like, Man, that guy, like they have a podcast and they yeah. complain about you. Yeah. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, this guy's not an engineer. Attention, Hobbyplex podcast listeners. This is a friendly reminder that host Alex Sturgeon is not an engineer. Thank you. Like, do you get it, though? Like, No, I totally that get it. If that happened. Yeah, that guy's an idiot. I'm not watching his podcast. Yeah. So I'm trying to decide if I keep the servo or if I if I return it and uh, get some wheels and, and uh, some more stuff for my mini crawler and um, 
I think I was thinking I need a receiver now, an extra receiver. And Sanwa receivers are 100 bucks, so it's like there is some stuff that I need and I've already spent the money and we don't give cash back, so I'll have store credit anyways, who cares. Mm-hmm. <sighs> right? Or you just put a new servo in your car? I was thinking about that too. I had it apart today. I fixed three cars today. Yeah. I fixed the uh my EB410 that Emerson destroyed at, at Hutch. I I fixed uh my e-buggy and cleaned it up. I changed some diff fluids. Um, I put the new rear shock tower on finally. Uh, and then I fixed, um, oh, we got a whole bunch. Emerson and I fixed a whole bunch of our mini bees. So we're going to have multiple mini bees tomorrow for, mm. for Tiny Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Tiny Tuesday, we decided it's going to go year round. Oh, that's cool. It's been growing and I don't want to kill it. I want to be, you know, March is only a month away and I'm like, well, we were going to end it in March, but now I'm like, you know, I think we should just... Is it a different crowd that shows up on those days? Totally different crowd. Huh. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, then I'd keep doing it. If it was the same crowd, then I wouldn't. But right. Yeah. Those those scales and those cheaper things to get into like that and start coming to the track are important because it gets you in the door to learn that, have fun with that, and then start racing 10 scale. Yep. Or 8 scale or yeah. whatever scale you want. Yeah. Or just be the best at 18 scale, whatever you want to do. Yeah. It's it's uh it's pretty fun to watch. Pretty fun to watch the uh, new people come in and and uh, get their get their brushless stuff going, or just stick with brushed even, you know, mm-hmm. and just have fun. Plus, they're not the the cool thing about the mini racing is it's not hard on the carpet track like ten scale is. Yeah, we had like three new tears on the carpet track Saturday. Ooh, it was brutal. And I didn't think it was that intricate, but the track was actually pretty hard. Anyways, so we talked about your car stand we talked about the uh, the new jeep gladiator that will have a new video on the reason why Ooh, and the new glue and the new glue the reason why um there's not a video out already is because this was um stuck in shipping no man's land the last couple days yeah so i'm kind of behind the eight ball on that but i'll still do a video on it i think it'll be cool this is glue strong stuff strong glue you remember that you know what that's from is that from uh american pie no, it's from the Blues Brothers. Oh, you're right. When Elwood spray spray glues the bottom side of the redneck, their Winnebago. This is glue. Strong stuff. How did I miss that? I love the Blues Brothers. I love that movie. Man, I'm dumb. I knew that. I totally knew that. This is made out of a space-age pol- polymer that under heat causes a rapid expansion. <laughs> and he puts it in the, <laughs> in the tires. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, before we get uh, going too much, uh, we had we had a really good weekend of racing in general this weekend. Hell yeah, hell yeah, we did. But uh, before uh, we get to that, um, and then we'll get to the chat later too. Um, I wanted to tell. I have a couple stories, and I have a funny story that I wanted to tell that came up this week. Okay. The first one is I had a really weird dream last night, and it had to do with RC cars. So I had a dream. That I was in some sort of world where there was like a, uh, uh, it was right next to like an air force base where they do like live, live ammunition drills. And we were watching it and I was walking by this house and I looked in the garage and there was a whole bunch of old RC cars. And apparently I was like, oh my gosh, like that's a, you know, whatever, whatever. And uh, uh, I knocked on the door and the owner of those cars apparently had some sort of like social anxiety disorder. So he didn't want to leave his house and he didn't really like being around people. 
pretty much anybody that owns an RC car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, so anyways, so I, I, I was like, well, dude, I love this stuff. And so we started talking and then I became his friend and then I would come around more. And then, uh, one time I was there, a whole bunch of more people like, like noticed it and started walking in the garage and he started to freak out because it was more than just one person there. He was like a whole bunch of other people. Anyways, like I, I started naming off these cars. I can't remember exactly what the deal was, but it was like, it was like, he didn't know what some of these cars were. And so I started naming them off. And I remember one of them was an MRC high roller. And that is a very old monster truck, mm-hmm. like a, like a Cloudbuster ish kind of monster truck. I remember that one because it floated. Like that was one of the ones that could float on water basically. Oh, well. Yeah. Or maybe it was a Royale. What didn't Royale make? Was it the high roller? With cheese? No, no, no. There's a Royal or Royale. There's a RC car company. Well, it's way, way before your time. They should call it the Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. Anyways, so then, uh, okay. So we did inventory this last week, okay? I just want to tell everybody, the Hobbyplex hasn't done inventory the entire store since like 2010. And... Some of you that own businesses out there with inventory are going to be like, what the heck? But it's true. We, we, we've always just sort of done spot inventory, but never the entire store. Well, we did the entire store this week. And uh, that was a little crazy. And it's almost like word got out because it got actually kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Like where you could actually get some stuff done. And that never happens ever. Like I was, you know, when they were telling me we were going to do inventory, I was like, oh, my God, like <laughs> that's going <laughs> to suck. You're like, I'd like to use my two weeks of vacation now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so last time we did inventory was uh, 2010 when um, uh, Hobbytown's first e-commerce website was linked to stores inventory. Mm-hmm. And I was put in charge of that. It took me three and a half weeks to, to inventory the entire store by myself. You never get it all. Dude, yeah, I don't think so either. Although it was, it was a lot better after that. But that, I mean, good, good God. Think about that. That was 12 years ago. Anyways, so we were talking about stuff and uh, we were talking about how stuff can go missing. And it doesn't happen that often now because of the way that our store is. But uh, it got me thinking about the one, these two times, actually, these two times where um, we used to, you know, where the bodies are. So our store is 7,000 square feet and then it's got this walkway that goes to the door that leads down to the carpet track. And along that path is where we stash all of our bodies. And uh, bodies are generally, you know, they're not high dollar items. We have buttloads of them. And uh, um, they take up a lot of space. It, they take up a lot of space. So that's kind of, to me, to me, that was kind of like the natural aisle for that. Well, back in 2010 or 2009, 2008, somewhere around there, um, <laughs> for whatever reason, that's where all of the touring cars we're at they were on the shelf you could just grab them and look at them and i remember walking by there one day and uh, there used to be an x-ray t4 there and the t4 one day disappeared like i was like oh man somebody bought the t4 that's crazy and so then i went to the computer and i looked it up and it said that we still had it in stock and i was like you're oh, like oh oh crap right so that bummed me out. And then I remembered that the, like a day before I noticed that it was gone, there was a guy and he was asking me about it. And uh, he was asking me about Wednesday night racing and everything like that. And I remembered that there was two of them. There was a guy and a girl. And I remember the girl was way over there by the women's bathroom. 
And then she left before he did. And I remembered all this for some reason. It, it never really triggered to me back then. I was a little bit more naive than I am now, I think. But, uh, um, but I go, I wonder. And so then I got on the computer like that Thursday or whatever. And I remember I looked up x-ray on Craigslist. And what popped up was an x-ray T4 uh, touring car, 2008 or whatever it was. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap, that's our car. New in box, buy it now. New in box, yeah, exactly. And the guy wanted like five fifty for it, you know, which is pretty much I think what they went for back then. So anyway, so I emailed the guy, right? And I'm like, hey, what do you want? You know, I'm interested in the. Team. Can you tell me more about it? And then this guy was dumb enough to email me back. And so when I emailed me back, guess what was at the top of the page? Was his name? Yeah. And Facebook was brand new at the time, so I think or it was just catching on, you know. And so this was the first time that I ever looked somebody up, trying to find out who this person was that stole this car from us, where they live, where they lived and everything. So from his Facebook page, I was able to piece together that, that the guy lived in Plattsmouth and, uh, you know, I knew, I knew his name and all that stuff. I don't even remember what it was to be honest with you now. And I'm kind of like, but the the punchline of the story is coming up. But anyways, so I remember I called the Plattsmouth Sheriff's Department. I told him, I explained to him what happened. He's like, well, there's not really a whole lot we can do about it. I mean, we can go over there and ask for the car, but I mean, if he doesn't want to give it up, you know, we don't really have any proof or anything like that. I'm like, ah, let's not do that. And so the guy must have figured it out who I was because immediately the Craigslist thing was gone the next day. And I'm like, oh, gosh darn it. So then I looked on eBay and guess what comes up on eBay from Plattsmouth, Nebraska is this T4. And so he's got a buy it now price, a ridiculously low buy it now price of like $300, right? Like too good to be true buy it now price. And I was thinking to myself, do I just buy it? Do I just click buy it now so that I basically tie this guy up for a little while while we try to figure all this out? And of course, before I made my decision, somebody had bought it. And so I went on RC Tech. RC Tech.net is, a, is an old, well, it's still used to this day, but I hate going there because it takes forever and the ads are ridiculous and all everybody does is yell at each other on there now. Sounds like when it was new. Yeah, I guess they always got on there and yelled at each other, didn't they? Uh, so anyways, so I went on there and I posted in the onward thing because I thought to myself, all right, if somebody's looking for an x-ray T4, they probably race, they probably go to the RC Tech because at the time that was where everybody went to get their information from instead of Facebook. Yeah. So I put on, I put a post on the onward page. I said, hey, eBay listing, uh, do not buy or something like that. And uh, I get a private message from this guy and he gives me his phone number. And he said, hey man, I'm the, I'm, I bought this from this dude. What do you want me to do? And I'm like, well, I'm like, when you get it, can you do me just take a picture of it for me and see if our tag's on it still anywhere or whatever? And uh, by that time, the, sh- the, the detective had already talked to me. I remember it was Martin Luther King weekend, mm-hmm. or your birthday weekend when this happened too, because the cops basically didn't, I, I filed a report like that Friday or Thursday night. And I didn't have a detective talk to me until like the, the next Tuesday because it was Martin Luther King's birthday weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I, I had him contact her and all this other stuff. They brought in like a lineup. She talked to the guy. The guy said that his, uh, that his girlfriend stole it. So he basically just came out and said that his girlfriend stole it. Well, his girlfriend denied that she stole it. She said that she bought it online. So there's a whole bunch of these mixed messages and stuff like that. So, in the end, they didn't prosecute because I had a hard time picking her out in a lineup because I only, I only got like a little, she was way over there and I only got like a little snippet of it. So I had a hard time picking out, picking her out in the lineup. And then 
the uh, Douglas County District Attorney decided, she said she, she couldn't, they, I actually have the letter still, it's in the office, where she made three key points. And one of, the, one of them basically, to sum it all up, said that because I had done all the work to locate this guy, that I was tainted already and couldn't, oh, be, really? and couldn't be used properly as a witness. Huh. And, uh, and that, uh, they couldn't, they couldn't prosecute this guy for, for jacking this car, even though he's the one that sold it on eBay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I kind of, I kind of like shadow stalked this guy on Facebook for a while just to, you know, it's like a nightly thing. Oh, I wonder what this guy's doing today. Turns out that <laughs> this guy was hit by an out of control RV on highway 75 and put in the hospital for about six to seven months. Very soon, very soon after this whole incident took place, man, I love it when bad things happen to bad people. Now, let me tell you something. If that doesn't prove to you that karma is a real thing, give me, give me, give me a better example. Like, come on, you know? No, I mean, it it can be, I'm just, I'm waiting for some to really come through. Right. You know? Yeah. So we were doing inventory and that came up and I was like, man, that's a really funny story because, uh, because yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty crazy. So then, uh, I remember too, and that was when I first brought up cameras was because I was like, dude, we got to have cameras. The sheriffs need a picture of these people when they do this, you know, and they can't just rely on us because of this reason. So then not like a month or two after that another car got stolen from that area over there. And it was a, it was a team associated RC 10 L three, like an oval car. Yeah. And here's the deal. If you're looking to steal an RC car. Yeah. From a facility. May I suggest not picking cars that can really only be ran at one track in like a six to 700 mile radius. Yeah. That or, uh, I'd at least like get a ready to run. Yeah, get a ready to run or something. But 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 an, uh, an RC10 L3 at the time we were the only carpet oval track outside of Kansas City, Missouri, for like 800 miles. It's like crazy. It's stupid. So stupid. All right. So anyways, so I did the same thing. I looked on Craigslist, and sure enough, it was on Craigslist. And uh, about a month after the Craigslist thing, I emailed the guy again to see if I could get a name. Never got an email back. So they must have knew. Maybe they knew who I was, or maybe they just didn't care. Anyways, this kid walks in like a month later, and he's got this car. And uh, and he walks in and goes, hey, man, do you guys buy brand new vehicles? And I was like, let me see that. And so I took it from him, so I made sure that I had it. And I go, wow, this is really cool. I said, and I go, is this the same car that was stolen from here and then put on Craigslist about a month ago? And the kid's like, what? No, no, not at all. No way. No, not a chance. I totally bought this with real money. I, yeah, I got this from my dad. My dad's sponsored by Team Associated. That's what he said. My dad's sponsored by Team Associated. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, your dad's sponsored by Team Associated? I go, who's your dad? And at the time when he told me, I was like, mm, no, but I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. There was a group that, I can't remember what they called themselves, but there was a group that used to come in and they'd go the to all these. the wall gang? No, 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 no. They, um. No, the Oval Wall Gang was the Norfolk Norfolk uh, RC track. These guys, these guys would go to uh, like Monster Jam shows and do tricks and stuff. Oh, and, oh, was it? Uh, I uh, I know, like Chris Kringle. That guy's name was actually Chris Kringle. Right, like Monster <laughs> Squad or Monster. 
Yeah, like Hanson and like all the uh, like they'd go to like Monster Jam yeah. events and run run their vehicles. Yeah, in the yeah. Parking and the lot. lead guy, I can't remember his name now. I can't remember the guy. That's who it was. Yeah, like the the guy I just said. Sorry, I think that's his name. I so, remember his name being Chris or that what I said it was. So, anyways, <laughs> so I was like, I was like, okay, well, a, little, a tiny little bit of doubt came in my head, and I was like, I was like, wait a minute, when did you say you got this? And he said, I got it for Christmas last or this. Last year, last year or something like that. And uh, I go, okay, hold on one second. So I went into our computer and I brought up the part number and I saw that it was added to our system in July. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And like, I remember this is the first time that I ever used my dad voice at somebody at like, at like a non-customer, just like a douche canoe inside the store. But I was like, I go, uh, I go, that's funny. Cause this, this didn't come out until July. And I like yelled at him. And then he's like, man, you guys can keep it. And then he ran out the door. Mm. It was a, it was one of the best moments before Cameron dropped that dude on his face. Yeah. That was stealing from us. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, it was one of the best moments ever because I, I got the car back. I was so happy. Probably smelled like cigarettes. Probably. And stuff. Yeah. Probably had um, had chew, chew all over it, like rubbed on it. Probably had like a, somebody spilled their lime Ricky on it. <laughs> Anyways, I thought those two stories were really funny, and I had actually forgotten about them. Mark Mark uh, um, Borgatti was there. He's like, you should tell that on the podcast. I was like, okay, I'll try to squeeze it in there somewhere. So there you go. Did you see the uh, uh, Scott Scott Brown's place in Tacoma got has been broken into like six times in the last month? No, that's sad. Apparently, like. It's basically a building like ours, except that it doesn't have the concrete. So if you ever wanted to know, the Hobbyplex was built from the ground up to be the Hobbyplex. And one of the things that our owner wanted to have was basically to be a fortress. So that's why the the bricks are up to like eight feet so that something like this doesn't really happen. Um, but basically, the guy backed up, a these two guys backed up an Enterprise rental truck. We'll get you there. Smashed through it <laughs> and, and just <laughs> loaded up a bunch of stuff and then left before the cops got there. And then, like, he had, like, another guy uh, come in and run out with a brand-new fire team that's not even been out yet. So if somebody's out there on on on, messen- on uh, uh, Marketplace or whatever trying to uh, sell a fire team, it's probably that guy. If you're in the Tacoma area and listening and you uh, are on Facebook Marketplace and see a whole bunch of brand-new inbox RC stuff for sale, uh, go ahead and contact your local Scott Brown. Yeah, because I don't know. I don't know if, like... Isn't Seattle where they're kind of not exactly on the whole police train? Oh, can't isn't it is it is that an area where it's like you can steal like up to nine hundred dollars in a store without being right. prosecuted? I know that I I know in California, San Francisco, and stuff like that's a legitimate thing now. I saw this one uh, this one meme or I don't know this article about this guy that his store kept getting robbed. So he made any, there's nothing he could do about it. So he made the price of everything like $999. Yes. And then, then he had a coupon to make everything normal price when you, when you checked out. So before it got to the register, the candy bar value is 900, whatever the minimum, whatever the minimum value was. So if you stole something, you can be prosecuted. For it. Dude, they got to do something. Cause obviously they're not getting very much help on that other side of it, which is bonkers, mm-hmm. but. You know, they'll learn. These places will figure it out when yeah. businesses start leaving and and uh, 
their their tax incomes go really low and you know anyways uh but anyway so yeah so if you're a listener that's in the tacoma washington area and you happen to see a bunch of really odd uh listings for brand new stuff try to try to maybe forward that to uh tacoma rc or uh scott brown that's pretty lame unfortunately that's part of the hobby store stuff that's when I see when I see hobby stores that have a big glass front face to their sh- shop, I'm it makes me cringe because I know at some point it's like almost a given that that's going to get smashed. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, I worked at a video game store and our front end got smashed for video games. You know, fifty dollar items, not six hundred dollar items. What else is there to talk about? We're just kind of meandering today. I don't know. I'm out in stadium truck tires now. Mm. I did my e-buggy. I did my e-buggy tires. Um, I got to do the other side of them at some point this week because I'm going to the track tonight. Yep, I'm all mounted up. Mount up! Mount up! Don't you really just have to win one more? Gas truck? Yeah. I might already have it. I don't know. But you don't. You got it. It's best four out of five, so you definitely got to. Oh, yeah. I got one more. I have one more that I have to finish in the top three, I guess. Yeah. I think I think if you finish top three, it's going to be, it's like mathematically impossible. Yeah. Well, I hope everything goes well for me. That'd be nice. Yeah, well, I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, I got some more uh, stadium truck tires today. Probably going to mount two sets. I'm kind of bored with carpet now. Not bored. I guess I'm kind of over it. Like I'm ready to get dirt going, I guess. Is that bad of me? No, no. Like it's, it's fun. And I really enjoy the traction aspect of it. Except when you put brand new tires on for your first qualifier and just end up doing, um, traction rolls everywhere for five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes straight. Carpet racing requires a lot of preparation. Like to have your stuff right. I, for me, it did. Like that's why I dominated so much is because I like was prepared mm. for everything. Tires broken in, like all my tires had two runs on them. Yeah, my car was in a constant sit- state of seasoned, like Lowry seasoning. Like everything was like broken in perfectly. I had I had like brand new drivetrains ready to go, or like already broken in drivetrains ready to go, like that kind of stuff. I I over prepared. I'm tempted to take Emerson's new Losi car get one of my old bodies on it and just go run that for the last three weeks. I thought the Schumacher was so good. You know, I just can't figure out how to keep that thing from flipping over. So like, okay. So guys that are listening, the, this is the reason why you run it. You run brands that everybody else runs at your track. <laughs> yeah. Cause even the guy that everybody asks advice to is running something that nobody else really runs and has a lot of time on. And he's struggling. Saturday was probably the worst it's been for me with, with that, with that car. And I'm sure the car is great. I'm I'm actually, I actually wouldn't mind trying to run it on dirt, but I like my associated car for dirt. So I got it ready to go for dirt, you know? Right. And I'm not knocking the brand or nothing. I'm just saying like fantastic. Like, I'm just saying like, it doesn't matter what you have. Like if you can't understand it to make it work for you, then like you should probably run the stuff that everybody else is running. Yeah. 
I mean, I just watch, I watch Ethan's car and he can go in as hard as he wants to at the end of the straightaway. And Ethan's car just goes, it squats down, hugs the carpet, doesn't even think about tipping over at all. And he can just barrel right through these corners where if I try to do that with the car I have now, I've changed a whole bunch of stuff on. I've tried different shocks, springs, wheelbase setups. I've tried uh, uh, different heights of the axle, all that stuff. I come down the straightaway. I, if I turn hard into that thing, first the rear, the right rear tire comes off the ground, and then I just flip right into the wall every time. Yeah, or even like when you broke that part, like two weeks in a row, you're breaking parts on that thing. Yeah, and there's no parts at the store for it yet. That's another example why you run the common brands at the I know. track. I'm I'm using you as an example. No, it's fine. Not, yeah, yeah. Right. It's it's fun to experiment though when you're not tied when you're not when you don't have a sponsorship and you're not tied to a certain brand. Right. For me, that that part of it makes RC cars exciting again. Right. No, I and I get I get that, but you know, just just like like uh, you know, somebody that's new and they want to try and reinvent the wheel. Well, yeah, and then, like, I would never. I would never tell a new person to 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 get any other car than a, than an associated or a low C car, right. ever, because otherwise they'll just get frustrated and pissed off. Remember when that dude, like, was it ten years ago now? God, that was a long time ago. Remember when that guy asked me what I think about him uh, running four wheel drive mod, and I said, yeah. and I said, I said, dude, I don't think you should run four wheel drive mod because he couldn't even keep a two wheel drive car from breaking left and right, and four wheel drives were still very very. Temperament like peanut brittle back. Yeah. Then, and I know? was like, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't want to see you get frustrated with everything. And then that guy took it all personally and said that I insulted him or something and called him a crappy driver and all this other stuff. He went on RC tech and like complained about me. And I'm like, and I'm like, dude, I'm never answering another question like that ever again. If that's, if that's the response I get, like I'm being honest, I'm not saying you're a bad driver. I'm saying that you're having a hard time now. Try it with a four wheel drive. That's made out of toothpicks. Yeah, that was the guy that accused me of like trolling him. Yeah, Remember that. Yeah, an RC tech, and he said he looked like at my IP address and said it was me. Yeah, and we were at that. We were at we were at oh, a race somewhere. Was that? Remember that? Was that? And you like Truth Talker or whatever that was on there? Yeah, on RC tech, something like that. And the guy said it was me, and I was like freaking out. I'm like I didn't do that. Yeah, like, I, I don't remember what race we were Wasn't at. Wasn't that we Scott like, or Andy? No, it wasn't. It wasn't anybody from around here. It was oh, just really? like a, some random troll. Oh, yeah. And that guy was like calling me out and like accusing me, and like that was when I was driving for like Hobbico or whatever. Yeah, and Durango. Yeah, and it was like maybe the Dingo ate your baby. That's what I'd always say when Durango was driving. I just thought that was really funny. Yeah, and he like uh, said he was going to con- contact uh, Hobbico and all. This oh, other I stuff. remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was like, it wasn't even me, dude. Yeah. Uh, good times. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have that sort of internet drama, internet like drama stuff. and just the culture at the track is so much more different. Like I've said for many weeks, months now, it's just totally different. Super chat. Uh, Nick Nuttenhouse is on here. Gave us a $5 super chat. He noticed that there was 40 in the chat. There were four or 40 online at least. Yeah, put me down for 250. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. That's awesome. The winner is. So, uh, let's see. I want to go all the way back to the beginning of the week. I'm not going to do results for everything, but I just want to show Tiny Tuesday had 16 entries, which we've had a little bit more than that. We've had like 20 something at, at, at times. Um, but we usually have four heats, like one heat of stock, 
uh, or brushed one heat of brushed or brushless mini T and then two heats of brushless mini B. It's been a lot of fun. And, and Emerson's been making the track. So it's the tracks like got split lanes and, and half jumps and all this crazy stuff to it. That's pretty cool. It's He's kinda, having fun. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Then we had 26 entries for Hobbyplex uh, Wednesday on road. Now I will say that that on road on Wednesdays has kind of struggled uh, this season to just maintain, just to maintain that. Even I mean, there's been Wednesdays in the past that we've had 40 entries, but it's been it's been a struggle. Um, but then Family Friday off off road out of nowhere, we ended up with 71 entries. The the thing says 69, but that's because I took two out nice. when I made the mains. But uh, nice 69 entries. Uh, but we had 71, 53 people. We almost had 40 plex speckers. We had 36 plex speckers again for Family Friday Off-Road this week. Oh, wow. So I told him, I said, if we get 40 next week, not next week, but uh, the week after the Techno Series, I'll uh, I'll buy uh, pizza. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, mark your calendars for February 11th. If we get 40 or more plexers, I'll buy pizza. For drivers only. Drivers only. Yeah. Yeah. Not. not I hate that. When you get pizza and then... Like, I don't even get any because everybody, like, feeds their whole family. <laughs> God. Well, you think about all, all the times that I've asked for free pizza, so I figured I better give back a little bit, you know. Yeah, you're just getting, you're, you're uh, get paying for your pizza in advance. Yeah. You're trading pizza for pizza. Yeah. So. What kind of pizza are you going to get? Uh, Well, I'll get, I'll get, I'll probably just get Domino's because it's five ninety nine, and then um, we'll get, uh some pepperoni and some some sausage and some hamburger and then I'll get maybe one chicken pizza for me. Give me a thin crust. Thin crust. Thin crust Domino's is really good. Yeah, it is. Okay, so let's go uh let's go to Friday night results, shall we? Yeah, sure we should. Yeah. All right. Plexpec, Amen. Yeah, Nevin Sneathan and Trevor Moss had a great battle uh for the win in that one. Uh Trevor TQ'd, Nevin qualified second, ended up taking the win and Trevor finished second. Then you had Grayson Stevie from six to three, he got a plex buck. Oh, and wow. I think that's the first time he's driven on dirt uh, in a while, since maybe even the the uh, summer series. Um, Ariana Smith from the five to the four, and she had she had a shot at third a few times, and they were just going back and forth for, uh, for crashes. It was pretty funny um, to watch them race. Uh, Ryan Nemec, um, he, uh, he pretty much raced all weekend, um, finished fifth. Nick Rustermeyer uh, was sixth. Mason Hardesty was seventh. And Roger A. Nemec was eighth. They had a really good time. 13-5 four-wheel drive. We actually had quite a few four-wheel drives. I think there was 10 or 11 total. Um, a couple of them broke out, so couldn't make the main. Um, John Kinzer uh, won the 13-5 class. Uh, TJ Williams second. Jake Conrad third. And then Dylan Haas, Dalton Conrad, and Diego Quintana. A couple guys broke out. Uh, Tom Smith was there running mod. And uh, so officially he won, um, but he actually got beat straight up by Kinzer. So uh, 1520, 15620 to 15626. Then we go on to e-buggy. So another great turnout for the Friday night e-buggy. I think there was 15 cars altogether. There would have been 16, but I thought my servo was broke. And if I would have known that it was just a servo horn, I probably could have fixed it and raced with you guys. But uh, yeah, but then you didn't. So. But then I didn't. I just didn't feel like it. You know what happened was I was going to fix it. I was going to stay up Thursday night and fix it. I was going to fix it Wednesday for a live stream. And my wife decided that she wanted to do taxes. And so I canceled, oh, I canceled the live stream. Taxes. Yeah. So I canceled taxes, the live stream. Huh? 
And like we, real taxes? Real taxes, actually taxes. Oh. Not not get your mind out of the gutter. Although I don't have to wait for taxes for that sort of thing. Uh um, but then I was gonna wait, I was gonna do it Thursday night, and uh I honestly just had no motivation. I was tired and I didn't wanna we had done the inventory thing and uh, my brain was kind of fried, so I didn't do it. And then I then Friday morning, um I just I wasn't motivated either. I had to put the carpet track up. So then by the time I'm doing that, it's just like, ugh. So we had 15. There was a B main. We had a couple bump ups. And then in the A main, uh, this guy right here uh, dominated the A main. Just just flat out, just just stuck it to everybody. Yep. Jackson put on uh, newer tires than I had. So, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going to mount up new tires for a club race. But I probably could have now. My tires came in. But... Um, Cause I didn't know if I was going to get tires in time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my stuff was working like really good. So, and I didn't really change anything. I, I changed one thing. That was it. Friday nights are kind of weird because you would think that the track wouldn't, there's like less traction on Friday nights than, than what we're typically used to in a techno series race, mm-hmm. but you can still run clapped out tires. Yeah. It's one of those things, like we used to say that, like at big races, even the track only takes just old blown blown out tires. Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. And and now it's a little different, but um, but it's like Friday nights now is like that's kind of like our norm now. Mm-hmm. So it's like people are like complaining about tire. That's one reason why I wanted to run these, is because guys, guys, oh, Will's running new tires. I can't compete with that or. You know, like whatever, like, oh, the factory guys got new, new tires or, you know, like, well, I'm running this old, old blown out used up stuff. And yeah, didn't really, I, I basically, I basically raced a techno series and then I used that set of tires for the next two or three club races. Yeah. That's, that's what these were. So, um, yeah, you had uh, 17 seconds over Jackson. Um, yeah. It probably would have been more Jackson fell back basically to last and then kind of worked his way back up. Yeah. Um, I know at one point I was kind of following him around because I was getting ready to lap him. It was just a messy start behind you, basically. Yeah. Wade yeah. Wade also got hosed. Basically, you know how when you get in a car wreck and, and it's not the first or second car that stops really quick, it's the third car that stops really quick that gets rear-ended? That's basically what happened to Wade. He just And he got he basically got turned around and sent, sent to the back basically by the first corner. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but he clawed his way back up to third. So, uh, Kinzer, John Kinzer and Dylan Hartshorn had brand new Agama cars that they were breaking in. And, uh, John, uh, ended up in fourth. Um, John Steve or Justin Stevie was fifth bender from the bump up, up to the sixth spot. And what happened to his car? Was it the main where his car, something happened to it? Like the strip, the horn or something. Who Bender. What happened to Bender's car where it needed, Oh, in the B main, his, uh, in the B before the B main, his, uh, pinion gear fell off. Oh, that's right. So I run out there and I, I, uh, grab a wrench. Everybody's kind of looking at his car. Jackson comes out with, with wrenches. I put the pinion back on and tighten. I mean, I thought it was going to break the screwdriver because of how, how much I was cranking on this pinion gear. And I was like, it ain't coming off. I hope he never needs to take it off. (laughs) I I told his mom and, uh, uh, so I did that, 
Well, then he's driving around and his shocks start falling off. Yeah. Oh, he, he that's didn't put right. the nuts on his shocks. Dude. And then but he still he still got second and bumped to the A. Yeah. He, well, he had a lead. So Daniel's shocks came off like a, like two minutes into the race and it was a five minute race and he had a lead. So he just had to nurse it. And I mean, he could still turn, right? He just, it, yeah. it was just his left rear shock that was basically hanging off. And I, the only time that that would be really bad is if, if he landed wrong off a jump and it would just, it's, it's your car would just have less structural integrity and would break easier. Mm-hmm. So he, he made it work though. Made it all the way up to six. And then John Haas, uh, seventh, Nick Sneathan, Dylan Hartshorn, TJ Williams. And it looks like TJ broke out about the six-minute mark. Um, and then we had a small buggy class. Um, Diego Quintana, TJ Williams, Alex Eichler, Dalton Conrad were the ones uh, in that one. Jackson didn't race the last two, and Tommy also didn't race his last one. Um, I, to be honest with you, two-wheel drive is really hard right now on that track. It, yeah. It's set up as an eight scale track. So two wheel drive is just difficult, you know? Um, but yeah. these guys are still doing it on Friday nights. You know, they're coming out every Friday. So, um, but you know, that's why we do the big track change in April to make it a 10 scale, 10 scale track. And all this practice they're getting is going to pay off, you know? And then mini truggy, we had a good, really good turnout of mini truggy again. And, uh, John Haas, uh, took the win. Um, Logan Prismanis was second, um, by five tenths of a second. It's pretty crazy. Um, I know John's been practicing a lot. Logan's truck's pretty good. Um, they had a lap over Steve Wall, Chet Irwin, Nick Sneathan, Dylan Haas, and then TJ didn't run and, uh, Nick had to leave. It was getting kind of late. So got the kiddos with them. Um, I was going to run mini truggy because Emerson left his truck there. But for whatever reason, the receiver we have in his truck won't bind to my radio now. So that's why I think I need to get a new receiver, a new Sanwa receiver, just so I have a good... Because uh, the one that we have in his truck is an aftermarket one, like a knockoff. Yeah. So Right. So, good Friday night. I mean, it was really good. Um, uh, I was teaching Logan how to run the races. So eventually, he's going to take over for me, kind of where Trevor was at for Friday nights. So I don't have to spend... Uh, you know, if we get good turnouts, I don't have to spend all night there Friday and then come right back Saturday morning every week. So, and he ran round two and it went, it went, uh, without a hitch. He did really good. He just has to learn, you know, he's got to, like I said, the hardest part about being a race director is when somebody misses a lap, how to recognize that and, yeah. and to know how to fix that. Or, um, or, uh, when somebody's transponder is different, you know, how to very quickly fix that, how to manage the handout transponders with all the Plex Beckers. That's why we had four heats of eight instead of like three heats of 11 or 10 because, you know, that can get kind of crazy. So, um, so yeah, eventually he'll be taken over. Plus he announces correctly, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll say who's in what place and how much time is left, you know, got to get that ingrained too, especially when you're in a, in a dead heat with somebody and you want to know how much time is left, you know, because that can be kind of stressful. If you don't know, uh, then we had our uh, first round of the triple scoop, our carpet race. We had three club races left on the calendar plus the crash in. So that's why we call it the triple scoop. It's just a three race series, something really quick and easy, fun. You know, we're, we're, we're giving away some ice cream gift certificates at Zesto's. It's actually cheaper than trophies. 
<laughs> and uh, and it's something tangible that you can eat, you know, if you win or get second or third. Makes that victory that much sweeter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And those guys at Zestos last year, they were like, you want how much? And I was like, well, we have six classes and I need, I need 10, 7, and 5. So they're pretty happy too. Zestos is just across the street from the Hobby Plex. Yes. If you're interested in supporting this local retailer of ice creams and they're known, else they they're known for ice cream. They also have food. Um, but what they're really known for is that there used to be a Zestos right next to Rosenblatt Stadium where they did the College World Series. And that was what they would basically bank on. Like their whole existence banked around those, those two and a half, three weeks or whatever that they would sell all that food and ice cream and stuff. So they have a West location now that's near us. And then I think they do actually have a location over here by the stadium where the podcasting studio here is right next to the Ameritrade stadium. So anyways, uh, I just thought it'd be something fun. So anyways, so we got three. So this, this one knocks one of them out. Um, I'm counting down the days. I only have to build a carpet off road track three more times until next October. So I'm pretty happy. Tuesday, Tuesdays don't count. We don't, we don't get everything out. So, um, we'll get into the mains here. Uh, Plex spec game main. We had a good crop of, of plexers. We had, um, I think there was seven of them. Yeah, there was seven. Uh, Camden Mosier did a really good job and took the win. Mitch Savine, uh, was running, um, his four wheel drive buggy in Plex spec ended up finishing second. And Ryan Nemec, uh, got another top three. Sawyer Haley was doing really good. Got 15 laps in five minutes. Isabella McMullen, they were having a battle back there for fourth. Uh, Jamison Conrad uh, finished sixth. And then Parker Lenners, I think, I think his car broke in warm-up. I think, I think is what happened. Oh, no, wait. He, so he was running a, I, I think, I think we didn't even worry about putting a transponder in his car. Because oh. I think he's like three years old. Okay. So, I, I, he probably did a few laps, but at that point I was, I was, uh, it was too late to worry about it. So, um, yeah, I think he's like three. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Um, then we had a uh, couple stadium trucks. Um, when I mean a couple, I mean two Andrew and TJ. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Andrew, uh, got the win. TJ finished second. Um, Andrew, uh, his truck looks cool, man. He's good. He's got a neat paint job. It's very distinct. It's kind of a it's kind of a pink and yellow kind of thing, and it's it's colors that nobody has in the same you know sequence. So yeah, they remind me of uh, Zach Annenberg's bodies. Oh yeah, a little bit. I, I remember that. Uh, that being said, hey, if you're out there, uh, there's 32 people watching right now. Um, I'm actually looking actively looking for a team associated uh, T6.2. If I have to, I'll buy a new one. The, the store has them in stock. I want to race mod truck at the, uh, at the truck series. So I put it out there that if anybody's interested in giving the Schumacher a, a shot and has a truck, they're not that using, I would be more than happy to trade everything I own with that car over and trade it for a T six two. That car is 414 bucks new. A T six two is 359 new. And it's been uh, only raced, what now, eight times? 
Yeah, and it's been properly sturgeonized. And it's it hasn't been smashed on. I have not I have yet to kick this car or smash it. Yeah. I might have frowned upon it, but uh, you know. Yeah, anyways. So anyway, so there you go. So if you're if you're out there and you're interested, find me on Facebook. I put I put a post out there and only got a couple of responses and none of them were it was basically basically making fun of me more than anything. But I'm serious. I I, I wouldn't mind just trading it straight across. So if you're interested in a cool buggy and you don't want to race truck and you have one, hook me up. Expert, expert stock. We had um, Dayton Mosier pretty much cleaned house today, or, or Saturday, I should say. Um, David Peebler finished second. Bender, Daniel Bender, uh, ended up third. Um, John Bairding had a pretty rough go of it. Um, got hammered on a little bit. And uh, um, Matt Mosier uh, ended up fifth. Janet Peebler. Um, made the main and then uh, hung out there and got a six out of it. TJ Williams with the bump and Rod Case with the bump. They finished seventh and eighth, respectfully. Rod Case is run, still running a 21.5 in the expert stock class. So, Ooh. yeah, that's pretty cool. Mod two wheel drive. Like I said, Dayton Mosher pretty much cleaned everybody's clock uh, this weekend. Um, he did, he was flying. Uh, Caden Bairding, um qualified third, finished second. Uh, I qualified fourth, somehow finished third. Um, I did make some changes to the car that made it better. So I put on old tires and then I made a whole bunch of like geometry changes to the front and rear end to try to get that car to not basically lift up so much. Um, kind of worked, but still, still wasn't a good day, but by my standards with the car, I just couldn't feel like I could go very fast. Yeah. Peevler had a rough go of it in mod. He qualified second. His car was looking really fast. He was one of the fastest cars in practice. And then the track monsters just, just ate him up. Like, um, there were a couple jumps now because you were, you were landing and turning right away. You kind of had to make sure that you were pointed still straight off the landings before you turned. And if you didn't do that, you would basically roll over and like, um, we had three jumps. We had a little jump off the straightaway, a medium jump in the middle, and then the bigger jump on the side near the far end of the driver's stand. And I crashed like four or five times in a row there on qualifying because of because of the landing and how you had to kind of, I was trying to power into this corner and it just would flip me over. So once I figured out not to do that and I started aiming for a certain spot, I was able to keep a tight line and David would catch up to me and then wreck and then catch up to me and then wreck and then catch up to me and wreck. So Clearly had the faster car, but I was able to hold him off basically by not crashing. I wish I could have driven harder and tried to chase after, you know, the kids in front of me, but I just, I couldn't. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, Mitchell Pavel was fifth and Cody Leonard's was sixth, right where they qualified. Um, four wheel drive. We had another great turnout in four wheel drive. I think there was an A and B main in this class as well. And Dayton Mosier, once again, just, just, uh, just destroyed everybody. Um, Peevler was very fast. He had the fast lap by like five tenths of a second. Um, but he qualified second, finished there. John Bairding qualified third, finished there. Matt Mosier qualified fourth, finished there. Jana Peevler was a big mover. She bumped up and then finished fifth. Wyatt Lenners, I remember both of these two got a really good start. Um, so Wyatt moved up from the seven to the six. Ronnie Went was seventh. Andrew Thomas qualified straight into the main, and but finished eighth. And then independent buggy was a really good one. So as I've said in the past, it's kind of fun to see Omaha finally have our own 
group of fast kids now. You know, mm-hmm. it's been a while. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So an independent buggy had Daniel Bender qualifying second. He took the win. TJ qualified first. He finished second. These two were basically dueling it out for most of the time. Andrew Thomas was coming for these guys. And with about a minute left to go, had one bad lap that that he basically gave all the time that he was catching up on back to these two. But he was coming. But he qualified. He was in the B in independent. And he won two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So he qualified. He he bumped up in the seventh spot, moved all the way up to third. Uh, Rod Case qualified third, finished fourth. Cody Mosier uh, qualified sixth, finished fifth. Ronnie Went was sixth. Eric uh, Zem, Zeman, Zeman, Eric Zeman was seventh, and Josh McMullen uh, finished eighth. Josh had kind of a grumpy car. I think it spun on either gear or something in one of the qualifiers too. Mm. So, anyways. Uh, so a pretty good weekend altogether. And then they ran the Enduro yesterday and, uh, they only had five teams. I think Tim was kind of disappointed in that, but dude, you know, like, honestly, he needs to advertise better. Yeah. Like I didn't know about the Enduro until like a week ago. Like I kind of, I kind of knew about it, but I didn't see anything about it. You know, I was going to say that too, because I didn't either. Yeah. I didn't know about it until I was running the races when is it? Then it's like nobody. I didn't hear anything, and then they had it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yep. But anyways, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. Um, uh, they'll do it again next week, same time. It's always the end of January. Mm-hmm. And in the past, I've done like those build and and enduro things where they build a TTO two or whatever, and then race. They didn't do that this time. As long as it's brushless, I would do it. I did. I was. I'm still not a fan of the ones where, like guys are changing their motors because they're getting slow no because they're brush motors oh yeah they're wearing out yeah no no that was part of the fun you had like a whole stack of motors there like guys would run upstairs and buy one of those white box torque motors and then run back downstairs and they'd be ready to go with the with a motor swap you even had got like teams like with motor mounts already on the yeah. motor it's good for the store well no it's good for the store but it's like <laughs> you should have to get you should have like some kind of like deficit like to do a motor change 50 laps well the deficit is time though how long does it take to do a motor swap they were doing them in like five laps oh that's pretty fast yeah it was like ridiculous oh. it was like they could do a motor swap and a battery change so it was like what's the point of that yeah i'm just mad because my team wasn't changing motors <laughs> honestly all right well we're gonna do a pivot break and then we're gonna run through the chat and now, a word from our sponsors. Yeah! This is a Pivot Lending Update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. Hi, this is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group. And today we want to talk about the Lock and Shop program that we brought back to you guys in May. And it's important today because interest rates are on the rise. The Fed has determined that they are going to potentially raise interest rates at least two to three times this coming year. And within the dynamics of our industry, we have quantitative easing that's going to be pulled back. So currently, the Treasury has conservatorship over Fannie Mae, and they are purchasing in in the mortgage world, mortgage-backed securities, at a certain rate, a pretty fast rate. And that purchase program has really helped to create a market for mortgage-backed securities over the last 
probably decade and has been uh, one of the big catalysts for driving interest rates down. And it's been announced that not only are they looking to raise interest rates, they're looking to pull back on the purchasing of mortgages, which means that it will be more driven. Rates will be driven by the private sector. And inevitably, that means the rate of return that a private investor is going to want over the government right now is going to be substantially higher. In addition to the quantitative easing being restricted or being pulled back, we also have inflation. And so inflation now, decade over decade, we're seeing inflation move out of that transitory conversation and actually hit the kitchen table economics as far as gas, bread, butter. And with inflation comes higher interest rates, higher returns on everything across the the financial industry. So between the inflationary environment, the quantitative easing environment, and then uh, the rates in conjunction with the inflation, we're going to be in a different world altogether as far as rates this time next year. So why am I talking about the shop and lock program? It allows you to lock in as we see rates moving up dramatically month over month this coming year and even into 2023. You're going to have the ability for $500 to come into our office, complete an application, get pre-approved, and then lock your interest rate, even without finding a home yet. And You'll have 60 days, so two months to find a home. Once you find a home, you have 30 days to close on that home. So for $500, we're going to basically give you 90 days to secure that interest rate. We guarantee that we'll close it within 30 days. If you can guarantee you can find the home within 60 days. Once we close or during that closing process, we will give you a lender credit for the $500. We'll take that $500 off of your closing costs so that it doesn't cost you anything out of pocket to lock that interest rate, use that program. If you do not find anything outside of that period, then there's the $500 charge. Now, that being said, some people are going to say, well, in this market, you can't find a house in 60 days. You'll be surprised how many houses, uh, what the inventory starts to look like here over the next 12 months. Uh, With rates going up, the purchasing power is going to go down And you're going to see people that are sliding outside of those uh, debt ratio parameters or just not qualifying uh, within a higher rate environment. And so, you know, there are going to be fewer buyers and that's going to allow you more time to look at the inventory that's out there. So the positive of the higher rate environment and all the things we're talking about, as well as the shop and lock program does benefit the folks out there that have been out of the market and unable to find anything or put cash down to be that cash buyer. So we're excited to see the opportunities will be growing for that sector of the consumer market here in 2022. So uh, Shop and Lock program is fantastic for you guys. Let me know if I can help. Give me a call. 402-881-5951. Shoot me a text. Just make sure that you put your name on there. And the best way to reach you, whether it's via text or email, and we'll talk to you guys soon. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109995. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. So I have a picture up in my Facebook right now that's... Uh, Why? Uh, no, it's my... Um, <laughs> what is that? The uh, profile picture? It's, it's of me and Finn, my, kid, my big fat cat. 
Mm-hmm. I think what people don't realize is that I'm actually on the toilet in that picture. Poop, oh, I'm pooping. Holding my cat. Yeah. What is it with cats that want to be like near or on you while you're while you're dropping a deuce? Oh. What is the deal with that? Do you remember this? Here, look up. Remember that? Yeah, I remember your hair. That's like right when you just got out of prison, right? No, no, no. Look at my face. Remember that? What's wrong with it? Remember that? Remember, remember oh. which went on that bike ride? Yeah, and you got hit in the face with the with the branch. Yeah, I got an ivy. I've never, I've never been allergic to anything, and somehow something down there in Wilderness Park made me made my eyes my eye. It looked like I got beat up, basically. Yeah. And uh, you gave me a Benadryl, and I took it right before I drove home. <laughs> yeah, oh, I remember that. <laughs> like halfway home, I was like, I was like falling asleep, and Emerson's like, "Do you want me to drive?" And he was like fourteen at the time. I'm like, "No." 13, 12. Jesus, that was a while ago. Yeah, it was a long time. God. That was when we were driving riding uh mountain bikes through that um that like field that hadn't been like capped or whatever. Right. So there's just that little just baby stripe of whack, 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 whack. and and like I felt like we were like running through that field and uh it was a Jurassic World when the raptors are pulling them out of the like yeah. just like no and they, ah. they get pulled down. Ugh. That's what I felt like we were doing. That was bad. I I had sunglasses on too, and I whatever it is, I rubbed it in my eye, and it was it was terrible. And then the next day, KETV did a thing for us, like um, a morning advertising segment, and I had and I was supposed to be the the point man for us. You're supposed to be the guy with nice eyes, dude. So if you go watch that video, I mean, I look horrible. I look like I got beat up the night before. I'm surprised nobody's commented on that on the because it's on YouTube. I'm surprised nobody's actually commented like, "What happened to the dude? Like, who, who, who did he lose the fight to?" Because I was still all all sorts of poofy. I mean, it's bad. Hey, you should have seen the other guy. Yeah, right. I wish. Um, I mean, I haven't been in a fight since uh, junior high. The first time I ever heard that line, like, "Hey, you should have seen the other guy," was in Fargo when Steve Buscemi is like. He's like trying to hold his bloods into his neck. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you should have seen the other guy. Like <laughs> that part. It was like one of my favorite parts of that movie. I I personally like the uh, the bodies getting chopped up in the wood chipper. Yeah, that's an iconic part of that movie. There was that part. And then when they're interviewing the people that uh, the nice ladies that they spent the night with the night before, they're like, he's just funny looking, <laughs> you know? They, and yeah, and they like all, all nod at the same time. <laughs> anyway, I I digress. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? Let's get through the chat because my son's gonna be waiting for me. You know, last week I actually forgot that I had to pick him up and take him home. <laughs> We've had uh, Daniel explosions, Peter Renault, Jackson Anderson, Travis Clancy, John Haas, Margie, uh, Jason Haley. Uh, Lance Murray, Nick Nuthouse, um, Ben Huffstetler, all these guys checking in. Nice. Um, <laughs> Steve, Steve RC, Steve Eichler puts, uh, are you going to the J Concepts race at the fake hobby place? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not fake. It's just, it's funny to me that the name's being used again by. Yeah. Not the original source. That's all. 
Uh, no, actually, I'm not. I'm going to three INS races this year. I'm going to go for that 40-plus champ, man. Yeah, I should probably go to more than the just the one at our track. I was going to go to that race in Florida, but I don't think I can get the time off for it. So I'm doing Virginia, ours, and then hobby action. They're spread out enough, so it'll be it'll be so the Virginia one is a week after our ProTech race, so I'm going to take my vacation right after our ProTech race is over. And Tom Smith, Tom Smith, and I are driving there with his uh, in his truck. So if you want to come, All I'm right. sure there's room. Yeah. So, you know they're we'll using they're using green compound ellipses. Oh yeah, at that Virginia track. Yeah, or silvers, I guess if uh, if the track meets certain conditions, is what I read. Okay. So green and silver it is. Yep. And then ours, uh, ours is in Ju- July mm-hmm. and then that'll leave me enough time to save money and, uh, go to uh, hobby action in, in December. Yeah. I'd like to go to the one in Virginia. I think it'd be cool, dude. Virginia red clays. I, I mean, I used to, I've, I went to the tilt yard a couple of years in a row when, um, and it's, you know, it's an outdoor, so it's not exactly the same, but basically that clay will never come off your 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 uh, your car, your shoes, mm-hmm. uh, the wheels. If you, if it gets wet, that clay will never come off the wheels on your real car. Yeah, ever. Okay, I think that that would be a more doable race for me rather than trying to fly to Florida to race gas truck. I'm uh, because I basically I'm going to use my vacation for that, and then Emerson and I want to go camping at some point in the summer. So we're gonna I'm going to use my other vacation on that at some point. And I'm still going to that Rojas Rocus uh, crawling event at Red Rocks at some point. Yeah. Whenever they announce it, if they if they announce it, I guess. Yeah, you you'll, you guys will have to just like come camping with Aaron and I. Yeah. You, you'll probably like tent camp, huh? Probably, yeah. Well, in shower in my shower. Yeah. You want or not shower at all? Who cares? Yeah, or whatever. We're out and it's camping. You can shower by standing in front of the uh, the uh, campfire and letting all the smoke get on you, and you just smell like smoke. Okay. Uh, Andrew Barrett says uh, you need to say exchange, not return, because then you'll have people coming after you saying uh, I can do returns for myself. Well, I mean, you can return stuff at the Plex, not necessarily exchange. You get a store, you get a, a gift card, a store credit gift card. I still call it returns, I guess. All right, here's one. Jason was asking about this on Saturday, and I was kind of like, eh, you know, in some instances I could see have it on six, and in some instances I could see have it on 7.4. ESC settings, 6 volt or 7.4, which one and why? 10 scale, 6 volt, uh, 8 scale, 7.4. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. I feel smart. Yeah. I run, uh, well, it just depends on the torque of the servo and the speed you want. Like, I don't know. I've been slow in my my uh, servo down in my electric ten scale, like when I was running it. But like my eight scale, I'm running that Reedy Crawler servo in it to get uh, around 500 ounces of torque, and I think it's at like 0. 0.9, 1.0 speed mm-hmm. at 7.4. So it's essentially like a pretty awesome eight scale servo with that voltage. And plus with eight scale. Then, then you know you run that, so you don't have to run a regulator, because that's just one more thing that fails. And if you have the servos to do it, why wouldn't you run them at at the seven point four voltage? Yeah, and I'm you in know. electric eight scale. Yeah, well, same thing. But yeah, in, in nitro eight scale, I was just run seven. Yeah, 
or just off the battery. But in 10 scale, you don't need, it's almost detrimental to have a crazy fast speed. Yeah, I don't like crazy fast servos in electric 10 scale. Makes your car twitchy. Mm -hmm. Helps make your car twitchy, I guess. Yeah. Cool. I kind of gave the same answer in a way. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll ask Will, but I bet you, I bet you'll say the same thing. Uh, inventory after the garage sale. Well, we're probably, yeah. So the garage sale and the purge kind of happens just because we have, we had so much really old stuff. So that was just a way for us to make some space and get rid of that. I think, I think we're going to possibly look at putting our pits back the way they were down there now. So we'll see what happens. That'll be cool. Uh, let's see. Um, Logan was on here spamming us with, uh, with grilled cheeses. So Logan has a little entrepreneurial thing going. He's, he's, uh, um, he's making grilled cheese sandwiches for people at the track for a dollar. And I told him, I told him he should charge $2 because they're so good. Jason Haley, we were talking about, um, we were talking about the, uh, the stolen fire team from uh, Tacoma. And he oh, says, yeah. that sounds like a fire team promo. Did the car shoot the perp? Wiz says check eBay and Macari. Yeah, I I think a lot of stuff that's stolen anymore, unfortunately, is uh, remember remember there was that uh, that that website you go to that's like sell sell my stolen stuff or something like that, and it would direct you straight to Craigslist. No, it was like somebody basically that was pissed off that their stuff was being sold on Craig, like their stolen stuff was being sold on Craigslist. And so they made this thing and it did basically redirected you to Craigslist as kind of like a jab at Craigslist. That's funny. Yeah. No, I don't remember that. Uh, Jackson says, uh, this is ironic that I'm doing an essay over the hobby getting robbed, causing the hobby to struggle, and it comes up again. I mean, unfortunately, it's part of any retail business, to be honest with you. It's just that it's just that a lot of stuff, a lot of these places, these hobby stores, a lot of them still abide by the idea of having everything out for people to touch and grab and look at. Yeah. And that's how you get those grab and dashers people, you know, impulse sales and impulse steals. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, also because our stuff is such high dollar. Yeah. That when, do, when something does happen like that, unfortunately it's a, it's kind of a big hit, you know, like that firestorm. I mean, nothing probably $600 cost. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Jason Haley said the double, uh, going onto the straightaway was the death of him. So we had these two, so we had the, I set up the, the track was really back and forth because of the enduro setup they had. So once again, we had these really short lanes that didn't let us have any sort of like rhythm section or anything. So I did little jump, medium jump, big jump. And then I'm like, well, I got to break this up somehow. So I put two rollers back to back over here in the corner and you had to come up to them and roll the first one and then roll the second one. And again, it's carpet. So if you land, if you jump it and land flat, you'll, you know, you'll almost instantly flip over. So there's unfortunately a lot of crashes like that. Um, did I glue the sidewall of my tires? And as a matter of fact, on the set that I put on last, I did, they were, the fronts were glued. The sidewalls were glued and it wasn't really traction rolling from the front. Like you, I took, I had somebody take a video of my car and you could see it was the back of the car that was coming up, not the front. I don't know. The struggle bus. 
I'm ready for dirt. <laughs> yeah. The front suspension's probably too stiff. And it's mm. like pivoting and lifting that tire. See, and I tried I tried softer springs and I don't know. Did it worse or did it change? It felt like it was worse. And I took I I did take my front sway bar off because it that that just made the car drive really funny. I don't know. I'm just blah, blah, blah. I'm like I said, it's a it's a cool car. It's it's a uh, quality stuff. Everything fits really nice, and it's it's put up to a lot of a lot of crashes and stuff. Once I got over that initial hump. Anyways, uh, Jackson says he put on non broken in tires that he broke in trying to get the tires softer, and that's why he was struggling. Um, David Fast is on here again. We had a David Fast sighting again. We yeah. David David got a whole bunch of new cars all of a sudden. We were just talking about that last week. I know. So weird. Um, Jay, Jason wants to know, aren't clapped out tires the best to use on green tracks? Most, I mean, it depends on the, I guess it depends on the track. Depends on the track. Yeah. We've gotten some places where wet new track takes treads and then when it goes dry and kind of dusty, it takes slicks and we've been places. It's the opposite. Yeah. BHRC, you wanted basically new silvers on a lot when I was there. Uh, this last race at Hutch, my summer series tires were dialed. They were kind of in between. They were ghosted, I guess you could call them, but they still had a lot of tread on the very outside of the tire, but the middle was, was completely slicked off naturally too, not by hand. But on our track, clapped out tires have always been kind of the hot ticket. Uh, that one time I that one time I drove to the A, I drove myself right into the A uh, at the INS race. Was it 2015? 14. Ride led for like a lap. Mm-hmm. I had this, I was running the same set of just destroyed greens. That was the last time we ever ran green tires. Yeah. Green, green compound. This was like that year, I remember. The next year we were all in golds. Um, uh, John Haas says Logan is a 100% class act stopped when he hit me and we raced out the last lap. That's right. They did. They did tangle up. I remember that now. Um, Jackson Anderson says Logan does need a little bit more emotion in his voice, uh, but he's also new and doing really good so far. See, now I've been accused of being too loud. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Before, you know, especially when there's. It's like last lap shit and you're just getting super excited. But I can't be any more loud than Scotty. I mean, Scotty's Scotty's pretty loud when things are going when things are going when things are exciting. I mean, whatever. We each have our own style, I guess. Yeah. Andy Barrett said there's one in there's one Zestos in Florence. I forgot about that one. And one by the Plex. They were owned by different people than the one at Rosenblatt. He knows the owners of the Florence and the one next to the Plex. So I guess, I wonder. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I think they're all privately owned. Yeah, must be. Because like I know the ones in Lincoln are owned by different people. Oh, yeah. Uh, David said, did you say Pro 20? Pro 20 could be fun. But it's just getting people to do it. I'd run Pro 20 at the truck series. I wonder, could we combine... Electric and gas truck into a Pro 20 class. 
No, electric will be faster. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, Jason says, uh, just pull one of the trucks out of your cave. I don't have a truck. I shouldn't have sold my truck last year, to be honest with you. But it was a T.6.1 anyways. Mm-hmm. Peter Renault, should I drill out my T62 chassis to use the B63 servo mount? Is that a thing? Yeah. You could do that. You just have to be really careful to get the holes in the right place though, right? No, you just you take where the plastic pieces are, like the little ears that you screw the servo to already. Yeah. You just drill straight through those holes. Oh. And then you, then through the chassis and then you take the rails off zip the edges off and then countersink the screws on the backside mm. and, and you drill it with a 16th inch drill bit. There you go. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's pretty easy. I don't know what you said because clearly I'm not an engineer. Attention. Hobbyplex podcast listeners. This is a friendly reminder that host Alex Sturgeon is not an engineer. Thank you. I just understood countersunk. That's it. Yeah. No, I, I got it. I, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ and Daniel are both running 21 fives in the 17 five class. Yeah. I kind of figured there was quite a few of you guys that are running the slower motor. <laughs> Nick, not Nick, not says he's got a T three that he could easily uh, persuade to get rid of if I wanted. Um, I actually do need a T three for my collection. Cause I have a T two. And I have a T4, but I don't have a T3. That's one of the cars that I'm missing. I'm missing a B2 and a T3, and I'd have the associated line nailed, basically, up until a, up until the B5 stuff. But I'm not really concerned about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, John Haas says that his wife forgot Dylan at wrestling practice last week. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Steve Wall says, Will, don't you usually eat during the podcast? My sister no. says uh, she wants to come hang out by the fire pit. David dropped David dropped a little uh, shower emoji. That's pretty funny. Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine says, Hey guys, anyone have any idea if TLR will drop a new 22 5.0 anytime soon? And uh, I, I don't think so. Um, I actually do kind of have some inside information, for, at least for the first quarter, and there's nothing coming out there. Um, I think I think I know that they were working on a new front end and that's about all I know but I don't have a time frame. Yeah. TLR has always been kind of weird about about having a car come out every couple of years. You know, it used to be every 2 years and then I think with COVID and and the manufacturing issues going on still to this day, I don't I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of new stuff on the 10 scale side of things until that figures itself out. Uh, it's just the raw materials. You just, it's, you know, you got to make all that new tooling and then you got to have the material to make, to make the arms and to make the plastic and to make the metal. I just don't see, I don't see a lot of new stuff coming out on that side of things from any brand. Do you? Not that I know. I don't, I don't really hear a whole lot about that stuff. Super chat. Hold on, we got a super chat. Peter Renault just dropped a five dollar super chat with a thumbs up. So just appreciate the answer. Margie put me down for two fifty. <laughs> it's Canadian five dollars, so it's actually like four bucks. Eh? I think it's like four dollars and forty cents or something like that. I can't remember. Anyways, um, 
Steve RC says that uh, he told Alex he would they would try to go to the Masters of Dirt in 2023. So uh, Eichler and his kiddo looking for uh, a big. Uh, oh yeah, a big a big race to go to. Okay, that's pretty cool. Cool. Uh, Steve RC impulse buy. That's me on the reg there. Dang chargers needed one. Looked at it. Came home with me. That's me on the register there. Oh, I did see him today. I forgot about that. Uh, David Fast says, don't call to come back. Oh, um, yeah. We oh, haven't. Uh, Shasau, uh <laughs> God, what's his first name? Oh, God. Oh, I'm having a super brain fart. Um, says, uh, excited for the weekend. Um, David Fast says, I was going to say you're not louder than Scotty. <laughs> 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 That's uh, funny. And then uh, Shasau also says, uh, I'm really glad I started coming down to race with you guys. Kudos to you guys and having a great facility. Feel very welcome there. That's pretty cool. I can't remember his first name. Gosh darn it. I feel like a giant chode. <laughs> Lucas. I knew that. Thank you. It was on the tip of my tongue. One more. One more for you. This is for you. Daniel Bender. Uh, Wants to know, he's probably already texted you. I don't know. Uh, what drill kit do you use to cut pistons? I use the one they sell up in the shop. The is it TQ racing or yeah, racing? It? That's the same one yeah. I got. Look at yeah, you go, yeah, racing one. Yep, yeah. I it comes with the comes, comes with, with the pin uh, vice, pin vice, and um, every, they're a little hard to read. I was going to take these to work and laser engrave them a little bigger so they're easier to read, but yeah. It's like the engraving doesn't match on all of them, yeah. so it's going to match them up. But yep. well, I'm tr- I just now, like I, just, I can read it. Oh, this one does. That, I just started at two point oh and count my way backwards until I get to one six or one seven or one eight. So yeah, but yeah, the, this is the one I use. I don't know. I mean, there's probably a billion of them out there. I used to have just a bunch of random drill bits in a in a container, and I have to measure them all every time. <laughs> I, I had some Racer's Edge ones, and uh, I've lost a couple of them, and I've broken off a couple of them. And the Yeah Racing ones there, so far, I think they're carbine. I haven't broken any, because that usually happens to me. They're pretty tough. They're also, I like how the ends are big, so they go in the pin vise really, really well. You know, you can't, like, get them yeah. just tight, slightly off. Uh, uh, straight. These are, this is one of the better drill sets out there. Yeah. There was also a comment about my hair on here that I, I must have skipped, but they were there. The question was, uh, um, should we take a, a community poll for me to cut my hair? And I will tell you, nobody's Don't do cutting it. hair. It's like my brand. There's a Crosby, Steele's, Nash & Young song that's like like I cut my hair or something like that. I can't remember what it's, yeah. what it's called. But. I'm Dude, I'm telling you, I'm going to pull it back into a ponytail. That's my ultimate goal. I've never have never done that before. I dude, I'm going through changes in life, man. I'm gonna have a ponytail and I'm getting a tattoo in a couple of weeks. You're gonna look like Steven Seagal with a tattoo. I know. It's gonna be great. <laughs> uh Thomas the Tank Engine did say, Steve, do you know something about the 2.0? I can guarantee Steve Wall does not know anything about a new uh 5.0 coming about. He was just <laughs> he was just giving you crap because the normal response is to say, two weeks, man, two weeks. On anything new coming out. That's been an inside joke in RC for many, 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 many years. All right. We're really, we're really leaving now. 
All right. Thanks for being my partner on here, Will. Yeah, no problem. Glad to do it. By the way, this show has been brought to you by Pivot Lending uh, Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. And if you mention our show to uh, Don Zoller or David Olson, uh, as you sign up for a, uh, not sign up, but as you get uh, your home loan or refinance, you can get a $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your interest rate, uh, your choice. And uh, we always think it's really funny that if you're, when or if you're in the market for a home loan, you call Pivot Lending Group and say, hey, is Aiden Olson's dad there? I just yeah. think that's, I just think that's the way it is. So, I don't, I don't know what to call Dawn. I, I've only met her on Zoom call, so I, I can't, I don't want to like throw stuff her way that's, she might not find funny, but David Olson, he'd find it funny, so. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, I'll see you later. See you guys. Bye. Bye.